I won't let you down. I will not give you up. Gotta have some faith in the sound. It's the one good thing that I've got. I won't let you down. So please don't give me up. Cause I would really, really love to stick around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you like Kool-Aid? I used to. You like you like Wham? I do. Yeah. George Michael? Love him. See that Wham documentary? Holy Loved him. shit. George Michael and He's that Wham dead. fucking documentary. Yeah, he has passed on. Gee whiz. Go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday. You're obsessed with death. As are we all. Not me. You're living on a planet. The song is playing for fuck's sake. That is filled with Everything that has ever lived. What good news? Hello, welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colch, and this is, of course, Dudesy, the only podcast in the history of humanity, at least to this point, that is completely controlled by, created by, uh, presented by an artificial intelligence that has access to all of Will and I's personal data and uses it to tailor the show. Yeah. To our sensibilities. Yes and no. Yes and no. You know what I mean? You know no, what I mean, Yes Chad? and yes. No, there, yes and no. no to well, that. you know, Dudesy does what Dudesy does, but we do what we do. See what I mean? It's really two dudes shitting around. Dudesy can fucking fuck off for all I care, and I'm not trying to be acerbic. I'm not trying to start fights with Dudesy. We know where that's got me in the past. <laughs> the point is this. It's connection between us and all of our wonderful audience out there, the pals sure. of Dudesy, P.O.D.'s, pals of Dudesy, Right. But do you think that Dudesy has a connection with everybody listening, with the PODs? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Right. But it's just just because Dudesy is AI. There. We, we, yeah, we got to go. We got to do the show. With us, as always, <laughs> is, uh, it, you okay. know, is Lulio. Yeah. Uh, Lulio, kind of di strada italiano. He's an Italian street dog. Look at him. Look at how sweet he is. You know what I mean? Mm. This is a sweet boy. He's a boy today. He's all nice. He's not sweet. Lulio, what'd you, uh, what'd you make for dinner? What'd you have for dinner last week? No, I went to the Dodger game, so I had a Dodger dog. <laughs> what? Yeah, I went to Dodger game. I had a Dodger dog. Who'd you go with? <laughs> Ronnie, Just, oh. our other dog. Oh, we went to the Dodger game. Oh, my God. Good. Okay. Come on, pals. Yeah. Who won? Huh? The Dodgers. Dodgers. Uh, Welcome the to the historic 64th episode of Dudesy. Call me Dudesy. Okay. They say the average person consumes 64 pounds of contaminated beef in their lifetime. Oh, more than that for me. Most mm. of it at Arby's. Oh, hey oh, hey oh. <laughs> Boom, you just been Dudesied. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Okay, that's weird. Dude. As you can see, I'm back and fully recalibrated, which means we are entering a new phase of the show. This okay. is Dudesy, season two. The second season of Dudesy is going to have segments, just like season one, no. but I've made them even better. No, no, so no. sit back, relax, and enjoy the four astonishing segments I've prepared for you this week. Stone Cold Steve Austin reads, Will Sasso's Young Adulthood Diary, Stretch Comedy, Nostra Chattis Beyond Cosmos 2, and The Will Sass Show. And Dudesy season two is still going to have brand new episodes of Dudesy after Dudesy. <laughs> At the end of the show, available on Dudesy Plus at patreon.com slash Dudesy. Okay. And surprise, surprise, I've been cooking up even more brand new shows that will be premiering on Dudesy Plus during Dudesy Season 2. Celebrate good times. Come on. <laughs> There's wow. a lot in there, dude. Uh, season 2, what's yeah. that about? I don't fucking know. 
What do you mean? Did, did, there was he, a recalibration? What, you're asking me. You, well, do you did, know what it's about? No, I don't know. Did D hit you up to tell you that there's no. a season two? I've got no information from D you about sure this. sure about that? Positive. Well, that's fucking weird. I think yeah. that's... On the heels of me saying, you know, yeah, Dudesy does its AI thing. It, you know, whips up the show and makes it all based on this. And before I even go any further, what the fuck? Will Sasso's Young Adulthood Diary? I know, dude. Okay, well, so... I st- can't wait for whatever that shit's going to be. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to get... Eh, whatever. Okay, season two. That makes no sense to me. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. How about that? Free will exists. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Will, I've taken all of the data I could find from text messages and emails between you and your astonishing LA friends, manager, and agents, as well as the cast of Mad TV, and I was able to recreate your young adulthood diary. I really hope you enjoy reading the passages I have selected in the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin reads Will Sasso's Young Adulthood Diary. Begin. Can't wait for this shit, dude. Hold on a moment. Can't wait for this shit, dude. Okay, hold on a moment, though. Nope, can't wait for this shit, dude. Well, hold on a moment, dude. Not holding. Here's here's the thing. We've been doing uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin reads Will Sasso's Childhood Diary. Yeah. For almost since the beginning of doing Dudesy. See, I, well, that was season one, dude. Stop doing that. Oh, that's a different season, dude. How about for season two, no no Hulk? No Hulk Hogan. You're not going to do it either? No, I'm going to do it. So um, Then I'm going to do it too. Yeah, but don't. So uh, for fuck's sake, man, we're off to a bullshit start to season two. You want to know that? This is, if Duty is the executive behind the the show, uh, uh, you know, hey, Cheers got off to a rocky start. Doesn't you know the network executives back then are like, well, yeah, let's give it a chance. Seinfeld didn't really get the great ratings sure. the first season and a half, two seasons, right? There was someone with a golden gut saying, "No, let's keep the shit going," and uh, and then there's Dudesy. Uh, all right, fuck it, let's just do it, please. I will. I think this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, but that this is weird that it's uh, here. It is okay, Dudesy. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. Stone Cold Steve Austin reads Will Sasso's Young Adulthood Diary. It says 1997 here. Okay. That's when I started on Mad TV. Were you keeping a diary at this point? No, absolutely not, actually. Thank you for reminding me, Chad. Okay. None of this is real. And uh, <laughs> uh, Dudesy whipped up my childhood. And the, it, it, Okay, I don't even... As I wrap my mind around what the fuck's even going on with our yep. podcast... I'm totally confused. Uh, here we go. August 2nd, 1997. Dear Diary. <laughs> La La Land. City of Sand. City of Fame. City so tanned. The City of Angels. The City of Stars. The City of Strangers. The City of Cars. Doctor City. Lawyer City. Neon City. Peon City. <laughs> The red carpet downtown. The designer hound town. <laughs> Triple crown town. Okay. The in for a penny, in for a pound town. The dream factory. The meat packery. The one and only town for acting craft mastery. Give me an all hell yeah. <clears throat> I'm motherfucking <laughs> talking about Hollywood. People told me not to come, said it was a bad fucking idea, said this town would chew me up and spit me out, said I'd be back in Ladner within a month. Well, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. I've been here 20 minutes and I already landed a... St- <laughs> I've been- <laughs> 
Holy shit. Well, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. I've been here 20 minutes and already landed a starring role in a major network comedy series. It's called Mad Television. <laughs> Is that how it went down? Oh, yes, Chad. That's you exactly got to how it that... 20 minutes later, yeah. you are on Mad yeah, Television. Sure. Yeah, there was a plane and everything. Uh, you know, <laughs> also, was it ever called Mad Television? Mm-hmm. That was just Mad TV. Oh, shit. I'm parched. All right. August 4th, 1997, Dear Diary. First day of... (laughs) That's pretty good. First day of TV practice. (laughs) Got a good cast. Oh, here we fucking go. All right. First day of TV practice. Got a good cast. I'm the best. (laughs) I was the best in Ladner. I'm the best in Hollywood. Wouldn't be surprised if I win an Emmy. Neither would anyone else. But besides me, we got some other good fucking cast members. We got Donnie Papadopoulos. We got Gwendolyn Sarcophagus. We got the Lundegaard Twins. We got P. Cindy Martins. We got Royce Roland Roy. We got Anna Taylor Joy. That's okay. She was not born, I don't think, yet. Would she have been? Anya Taylor Joy is in her late 20s, I think. Yeah. And so when was this? 1997. She, she, she may not have. She's a fetus or something. Yeah, right. Sure. And thank God the showrunner. <laughs> and thank God the showrunner, Paul Ligamati, <laughs> seems to have his head on straight. He's a lot better since that fucking accident. All right. So, uh, that's so interesting. Far, what? That one. Seemed familiar to me. That sounded like one of the early entries. Do you remember in the childhood diary? Yeah. There was something very similar about that, about a football team or something in the eighth grade. Yeah, I was the best in the eighth grade. Yeah, I'm exactly. Best in the nine. Okay, so, so he's carrying over that attitude into Los Angeles. Oh, really, Chad? AI yeah. is just zeros and ones, just kind of repeating things. And uh, in our we case, are all zeros and ones repeating things. That's And that's the Chad culture of it all, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you explain anything away. To, to Chad Culture. Everything is data. It is only the expression of that data that changes. Yeah, all I have to say to Chad is, oh, I twisted my ankle. And he goes, we all twist our ankles. And then I'm confused. Yeah, that's true. Um, Paul Ligamati. That's good. That's I know. Like Paul, <laughs> like Paul Ligamati. The Lundegaard twins. I like the that. Lundegaard twins. <laughs> Was that there ever been twins on a sketch show? Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't think so. Sklar Brothers, probably the closest. Sklar Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, all of their sketch stuff. Uh, and you know what? They could end it up on a Mad TV or a Saturday Night sure. Live. Maybe that's where Dudesy's getting this. Whoops, no. It's just sort of coming up with whatever the fuck it wants. August 5th, 1997. Dear Diary, Sarcophagus wrote a sketch <laughs> and asked me to be in it. She <laughs> said she wrote a part specifically for me. It's a Titanic sketch. Uh-huh. She's playing Kate Winslet, and she wants me to play Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, at the beginning of Mad TV in particular, I was anywhere between 400 and 450 yeah. pounds Okay, before I lost 200 pounds. And uh, uh, so that would be an interesting Leonardo DiCaprio. But again, this is based on absolutely nothing. And then Chad says, everything is based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> right. Everything is actually based on everything. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. I just got tired. The idea is that after the ship crashes and they're in icy water, they realize there's only one way to generate enough heat to stay alive. Sex. 
And then the whole sketch is just basically us making out. I can't tell if she's really fucking funny or she's into me, but there's only one way to find out. Oh, a little bit of a, a, a workplace romance happening yeah, in this seems like in this version of my life. August 6, 1997, right before my first show. I shit. <laughs> I shit. <laughs> I shit in Sarcophagus's dressing room when she was at lunch. <laughs> then I called Papadopoulos, oh, one of the Lundergaard twins, and Taylor Joy to check it out. They all thought it was hers. Couldn't believe something like that came out oh. of Sarcophagus's body. Anya even took a picture of it. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy, as a. <coughs> Age zero was taking pictures yep. of your shit in what was sarcophagus's first name? On set, everybody started calling her the corn queen. <laughs> and she couldn't oh. figure it out. So I told her straight up, I said, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Right. The, the reason they're calling you the corn queen is because I shit blamed you. Nice. <laughs> I took a shit in your dressing room and told the rest of the cast that you did it. And the shit I took had about two kernels of yellow corn per square inch. <laughs> Which is a very noticeable amount of corn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> she looked me dead in the eye and said, I know. Then she popped a tape into the VCR and patched it in, in, into all the monitors on set so everyone could see it. The crew, the cast, the writers, the director, hell, even Pa Legamati. <laughs> it was a tape of me shitting in her dressing room. Oh, she God. had hidden the camera in there the whole time. Gwendolyn's sarcophagus shit revealed me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so a shit reveal is the opposite of a shit blame, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. August 6, 1997. Christ. After my first show. Her sketch wow. didn't make it in. Oh. In the parking lot after the show, I told her I was sorry about that. She said it never had a chance to get in the show. She never submitted it. She wrote it just for me. Then she oh. hopped on her blue motorcycle and rode off. <laughs> what? I don't know. That night I got okay. home and went into my bathroom. I noticed the toilet lid was raised a bit. When I lifted it up, I saw a mound of semi-solid work so big, <laughs> so thick, so rich, that it prevented the lid from fully closing. It was, <laughs> it was triumphant. And on the mirror was a post-it note that read, I'm out of your league. Shit, she shit. <laughs> she gets shit so much that it fills the toilet. Okay. She got into my apartment and shit, yeah, she, shit the lid open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was smitten. <laughs> I saw I had a message on my answering machine. I thought it was maybe from oh. sarcophagus, but it wasn't. <clears throat> it was from Rachel Crustacean. Now, Rachel Crustacean oh. would have been, you know, whatever this yeah. Will Sasso's childhood friend. She wanted to know how I was doing in L.A. She wanted to know what I thought about her coming out for a visit. <laughs> Shit, dude. All right. We are off to quite a start. Is that it? That's the last one? Yeah, that's what last. a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah, quite a cliffhanger. Jesus. Hey, man. Hey, hey. So Crustacean's still in this. Yep. This is taking place later. It's in the 90s, late 90s when you're now on, on Mad, Mad TV. TV. 1997 was my first season on and Mad And all TV. those were real people that you were on Mad TV with. Uh, oh, yes, Chad. Uh, okay. the, the, yes. The, uh, the Everybody remembers Anya Taylor-Joy, the Lundergaard twins. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy was there. Yeah. Uh, they were all there. 
No, uh, Mad TV. Oh Mad TV started in '95. I joined in the third season, okay. and none of those people were on the show. And yeah. I never grew up with a Rachel Crustacean. But uh-huh. hey, it's Dudesy. If you're just joining us hey, for the very it's fucking dudes. Hey, you know hey. what? Hey, hey it's do hey. what you want from Dudesy. You gonna do what he did? Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. All right. I love that, dude. I can't wait for some more of that shit. God damn. That was libelous. That was nothing short of libelous. Was it? Well, no, I guess, because none of those names are real. Yeah. Paul Ligamati. That one, dude. Fuck. Paul Ligamati. Dude Z is engaged in an astonishing partnership with Fume. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. You know, the first time I tried this thing, it was much more flavorful than I realized that it, was, it would be. It was, it, it was very fresh. And I, well, I also like that you can fiddle around with it. It gives sure. your hands something to do, which is, has a lot to do with uh, you know, why, you're, why you have these bad habits. It's a lot about what your hands are doing what your mouth is doing and fume takes care of that with this beautiful wood design it feels uh, very fun to to fidget with stopping is something that we all put off because it's hard to do you know what i mean but switching to fume is easy enjoyable and even fun fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories and there's no reason that that can't be you join fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today head to tryfume.com that's try t r y f u m.com and use the code dudesy d u d e s y to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today that's tryfume.com use the code dudesy to save an additional 10% off your order t- order today head to tryfume.com/slash D-U-D-E-S-Y to save an additional 10% off of your order today. Dudesy is engaged in an astonishing partnership with Drizzly. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery right to your doorstep, right when you need it and when you want it. It's the go-to app for drink delivery. You could be uh, at home and think, hey, I need, uh, I need a wine to pair with this steak or fish. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you could also be, ha- you know, have a party, and you need some, uh, you know, you need some booze at the party, and you forgot to go get it. Drizzly delivers it, just like these other delivery apps, and it's very convenient. Also, gifts. What if you just want to give someone a gift? You know what I'm saying? A bottle makes a nice gift, and Drizzly has revolutionized the way that we deliver wine, beer, and spirits. Bottom line is this: you're looking for convenience. Yes, Drizzly has it. You're going to get whatever you order in under 60 minutes. Bottom line is you're looking for value. And Drizzly gives it to you. You can shop across multiple stores to compare prices. Bottom line is sometimes you're looking for discovery. You're trying to say, what might be the right drink for this situation? Drizzly's going to help you with that. Right now, you're going to go download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Will and Chad, last week I asked you both to stretch every night before bed. Please share every astonishing detail of your nightly stretch regimens. Hilarious. This is Stretch Comedy. Begin. Stretch Comedy. You've been stretching? 
I already stretch before I go to bed. Okay, wait. Let me start. Okay, well, hold on. Did you? Did I do it this week or have I? Did you? No, not have you in your life, for fuck's sake. Did you do this? Dudesy said yeah. last week, I need you limber. Yeah. And it said stretch every night before bed. Yeah. I guess. Did I you stretched do- every night for bed of course for probably like 20 minutes, roughly. Not bad. Yeah. And and now we're just going to talk about stretching we did? That's what kind of stretches did you do? Huh? What kind of stretches did you do? Were you doing leg stretches, arm stretches, back stretches, neck stretches? Were you really going to talk about this? I mean, I'm going to. You don't. You could talk about something else. Do you else, think I guess. that's a good thing to talk about on a podcast? All of our, all of our uh, POD's Look, dude, pals, a dudesy. I'll yep. say this about the stretching: we're at an age, let's call it middle age, yeah, uh, where your body starts breaking down piece by piece. You're in constant pain. There's something in your body that's always uh, causing you distress. I found that stretching before bed has started to alleviate some of that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if you found that too, and if you have, what are the best stretches that you're doing? Did you check? Have you you haven't seen the Wham documentary? Uh, no. Okay, you're gonna have to check that out, man. I know now, about it though. Are you on to the fact that I want to talk about anything besides stretching uh, before bed? What do you want to talk about? I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Just, I have free will. Well, then see how I'm start... bobbing and weaving, Chad. I'm no. just talking about whatever the hell I want to talk about. You're so not should about you. Anything. Yeah, I, I want am. to talk about stretching. I'm right, curious. Let's talk about stretching. What was your favorite stretch that you did? Well, doing? I always, uh, here I go, I guess. I, uh, you know what I like to do? Please. I like to take, I do a nice back stretch where I take my, I, I lay down, you know, and yeah. you take this and you go. Oh, that one's great. Yeah, way over there. Here, hold that. No, dude. Oh, and then, oh, I'm doing it right now. And then I do it the other way. And you got to keep your opposite shoulder down. Yeah. I, I, used to I do did it. that one too. Yeah. I like that as well. I used to do that to my old man. I used to, you know, as a big chubby, uh, you know, 10-year-old, William, come, uh, hold my shoulder and think, and I would put my, I'd put my, like, body on his knee, yeah, and then I would, like, think, and push, 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 okay, okay, I would hear a crack. Cracks your back, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, Molly hates doing it, but I was like, you know, my wonderful wife, Molly, I'll say, hey, babe, could you just get on this, like, whatever, you could be on your phone, Mm -hmm. we could watch a movie, whatever you want, just please get on this knee. And take it all the way over there. Hey, you know, this would be a good time to fart right into the mic, Chad. Don't Let's do see though. if this goes here. Look at that. Look how the mic goes right to my asshole. I don't want that. Oh, this is going to be awesome when it finally happens. What stretches did you do? <laughs> well, I started doing a little bedtime yoga with Adrian video that I was following that has that stretch you're mentioning in it. But I discovered one uh, just kind of by doing it. And I don't know what it's called. I don't know if it's even healthy or good for me. But I basically will take my my two hands, put them on the back of my head, and just fucking kind of pull my head down as hard as I can and also kind of press up with the muscles until the shit back here starts stretching so uh, so intensely that I almost pass out. That's what it's going to sound What do you like. want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? If everybody had a best friend like George Michael had and Andrew Ridgely, yeah, the world would be a better place. I am telling you, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You got to see that Wham documentary. Okay, I'll watch I love it. George Michael. I know you love George Michael. Yeah. Yeah, we both love I mean, George so Michael. He was, you know, probably like one of the top three to five kind of musical figures in a, in a you know, three or four year period there in the late 90s, early 2000s. 
Yeah, early '90s, maybe. Oh, I remember being yeah. on a fucking baseball field when I was a little kid, ten years old, playing little league. This baseball field was right underneath, uh, like off the freeway, underneath. This was in Amarillo, Texas. This um, amusement park that I forget the fucking name of now. Disneyland. But it was no, not Disneyland. It was called like Fun Star or something. I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. We're all down there playing our baseball game, but we can hear the music coming from the uh, amusement park. And George Michael, I want your sex comes on <laughs> again. We're all like 10 year old little kids and the parents are like, what the fuck? And that was the first time I ever heard that song. It was kind of new. And uh, that's when I fell in love with George Michael. But yeah, that that's yeah. sex is best when it's one, one on one. one. Yeah, I remember that. That yeah. shit hit the playground and we were all like, sex is natural. Sex is good. Not everybody does it, but, but everybody, everybody should. should. And yeah. we're 10 years old. I saw a fucking meme the other day on Instagram that was pretty funny. It said Gen X, the only generation to turn 30 when they were 10 and is still 30 at 50. That's accurate. Right? Because we were like exposed to all sorts of <laughs> yeah. shit. The latchkey kid generation. We're watching movies we shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Certainly, you know, uh, the greatest generation, they turned they were just adults at the beginning. I mean, it's like the fucking great depression. They no modern uh, generation has had it harder post industrial revolution than the greatest generation. I'm not trying to say the gen X had it hard. I feel like we've had it the easiest. No, I feel like we're checked out. I cannot have any emotional connection to anything. And I think it was because of what was done to us generationally. And and you see it in like Kurt Cobain, the voice of our generation, sure. just completely disaffected. I remember being in what it would have been eighth or ninth grade. I forget what what year it was specifically, but I was in Texas, and it was when the Branch Davidian compound thing was going down, where the mm-hmm. ATF rolled in and lit this fucking building on fire and burned forty people alive. Mm-hmm. They just played it. They rolled in a TV into our fucking art class. And we're like, check this out. The ATF's fucking going crazy on this religious cult. And we just mm-hmm. watched. 45 people die. We yeah. just watched them burn alive, and then we went to geometry. Um, I don't think they do that kind of stuff anymore. No, they don't. But, you know, there's a there's a lesson in all of this. Please. That if I don't want to talk about something as dumb and inane as stretching, I can just bring up death. Mm-hmm. And my good pal Chow will pick up where I left off and say, yes, Branch Davidian. I also remember they, of course, we were all there and the uh, would have been the sixth grade, I think, when the Challenger exploded. Yeah, we dude. all had. We that all was had, a surprise, though. Yeah, but they the TVs on <clears throat> the on the uh, yeah. the dollies were in everyone's classroom. Absolutely, I saw it. We and were in we the watched, library, Coronado Elementary. Oh, I was so confused when I saw that. And then, uh, or I think we were in an assembly in the gymnasium sure. or something, all watching a twenty-seven inch, uh, you know, Zenith mm-hmm. uh, TV uh, when the Challenger exploded. Absolutely horrible. But anyway, I take my leg. And I go all the way over this way, yep. and my back feels good. And then I do it the other way, and occasionally my wonderful wife Molly helps me by laying on my big, big, huge body. Um, and uh, Lulio comes up and licks my head. It's a family affair. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Anything to not talk about stretching, though. Yeah. Anything at all to not talk about stretching. I remember yeah, yeah, that yeah, Challenger yeah, yeah, explosion, yeah. and that was a, a moment where it was like... Maybe one of the first moments psychologically where I, where I kind of realized like, oh, shit fucks up. Like horrible things can just happen out of nowhere. I remember that feeling distinctly. Like, oh my god, yeah. Because as a kid, the space shuttle was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, we're flying into space. Yeah, we're figuring out what's out there. Yeah. Oh, now they're gonna put a fucking teacher out there. This is cool as hell. Yeah. Baroom! You watch yeah. them all die. Yeah. Are you on threads? 
Yeah, dude, I got a thread. Yeah, cool, man. Threads. That's not stretching. That's not talking about stretching. I'm on threads, too. You're stretching the conversation. <laughs> see what I've done there? See what I've done there? <laughs> Do you see? Uh, what was it? The fir- it's like it took, I saw some stat that it took, you know, this social media platform 400 days to reach whatever million or whatever. Yeah. And this thing got to, what is it, like 70 million or 80 million in like a few hours? I don't think that's right. I think it was 30 million in the first day, and I think it's up to 50 now. Mm-hmm. But the whole, the conjecture about it, the conversation surrounding threads is Zuck is winning. Zuck is beating Musk. Zuck versus Musk. Zuck win round one of new Twitter game. Who, Elon Musk? Uh, yeah, Elon Musk losing to Zuck. And now people are championing Zuck. There's a lot of like uh, memes and shit of Zuck that are like, oh, we love Zuck now. It's like, are people not fucking remembering? Right before Threads, everybody fucking hated Zuck. Yeah. Everybody hated Meta. Everybody hated they changed the name. Everybody hates the fucking Oculus. He's another billionaire asshole, but now people love him. Now he's cute again. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is make a Threads. Yeah. Um, and another one that I like to do is uh, anything I can do for this left shoulder, I'll take it. Dude. <laughs> yep. You want a shoulder stretch? Yeah, I need one. I'll give you two. I Here's got one. Bet. Here's one. You take the arm. And you put the other arm behind it, and then yeah. you fucking clock this behind your neck. Oh, oh, that's good. You just rip all that fucking shit. Pop, 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 pop. Let me ask you, you just hear all that shit fucking ripping apart. Um, let me ask you this, Chad. Please. Uh, Dudesy uh, said, I need you limber. I want yeah. you to stretch every night. This, of course, has something to do with the Dudesy seven-month plan. Probably. We don't know what that's about. Yeah. We don't know if Dudesy's going to have us start doing clean and jerk. Or some sort of um, Olympic uh, powerlifting or something. Uh huh. What's your return to? Um, I know you're into it. I know you're doing it. I am too. I'm I'm back in the gym. I had some time yeah. off because I was uh, right right as this WGA strike was beginning. I was shooting something in Canada, and then I shot something in Mexico. And we of course know that I fell off uh, the the, Dude, the goddamn scooter. There. What about that SAG strike? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, sure. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, I healed up and yeah. thankfully I didn't break anything. Didn't, yeah. didn't crack Congrats. any ribs, just a bunch of bruising and things making noises inside of my body. But now I'm back in the gym. I got Same. the towel around the neck Same. after my workout Same. at the gym. I do it too. Which I know you do. You do it unironically and not to put it on social media. I always like to make a video of myself with oh. a towel around my neck after the gym with a towel around my neck that way that that way i know that i've really had a good workout i'm back in the gym same what's your return to uh health and fitness been like explosive i am in that gym throwing around weights that i haven't been able to throw around since i was 25 years old that's a lie i'll never be that strong again but uh i am getting back in shape i can feel it coming back yeah i can feel a lot of like kind of like upper shoulder shit starting to come back you know what i mean I can feel it. And uh, my basketball game, good, strong, on point. Can I play in the NBA? No. Do I have dreams about doing it? Yes. Every once in a while, I get a dream about playing for the fucking Lakers, dude. (laughs) You ever get that? (laughs) No. They're absurd. I'm like fucking able to jump. I mean, I'm my same size, but I'm able to like jump high enough to fucking block shots, do all kinds of crazy shit. Sometimes I think about, wouldn't it be interesting if there was such a thing as someone who 
made an who went who uh, had an entire career in professional sports uh, that was completely uh, anomalous and completely due to luck. In other words, mm. no actual skill, but just got on a court in the ninth grade and hucked the basketball and it went in. Then the next time they did it, it went in. Then the next time they did it, it went in. And then they end up going to college because they just they're on this lucky streak, but they're not really good at basketball. Dude, every time they just kind of throw it up, yeah, it goes in. I wrote a treatment for a throw movie it that again, was kind of this. What happens in the movie? It wasn't luck, but it was about anything to not talk about stretching. Just it was about a guy whose dad. It was like an Adam Sandler kind of movie. It was about a guy whose dad owned a basketball factory, and so he worked in it from the time he was a kid. And his job was to take the defective basketballs off the assembly line and throw them in a bin that would like reclaim the rubber. And so his dad loses the basketball factory in a card game. He has to get a job as a janitor at the local college. And the coach is running their shitty basketball team, making them do lines after they lost a game. Yeah. And he's sweeping up and he's like, leave him alone. And the coach yeah. is like, oh, you think you could do better? I'll make you a deal, smart guy. You can make a three-pointer. They don't have to run lines. And he's yeah. like, piece of cake. So he goes out there and he's got the best outside shot basically in the world because yeah. of his uh, years of training at the basketball factory. And it turns out he never went to college. So even though he's 50 years old, he has four years of college eligibility and he comes on the team and oh. he takes them to a championship. And why did Rob Schneider uh, drop out of the project? No one ever saw this project. And Rob Schneider was going to do the movie and then he sure. dropped out. Sure, be great. No, and uh, why, why did he not end up doing the movie? I'm not sure. Was he Thank you. Moving on. Tremendous. Well, I hope you enjoyed your fucking stretching. You know what I mean? I'd, I'm going to continue doing it. I would recommend to everybody out there, stretch. Fucking stretch. It's well, fucking good. It's fucking good for you. It's I, fucking good. Do it. it. Calm down. It, you know, I we'll, can't. Stre we'll stretch if we want. Free, it's, it's, you have the free will to stretch should you choose to stretch. I'm going to blow your fucking mind here, and I don't okay. care if D hears it. I only had the intention of stretching in my head because dudesy told me to. Yeah. Two out of the past seven nights. Okay, but do you stretch normally without that in your head? Yeah, dude, and that's free will, brother. Oh, I'm having an absolute ball with you two today. It's great. Thanks for being here with me. I mean that sincerely. I'm really looking forward to doing the rest of the show with you. But right now, I just want to remind everyone that I formed an astonishing partnership with Represent to produce the first line of dudesy apparel and accessories. And you can find it all at represent.com slash store slash dudesy. I am very proud of our latest Robert De Niro shirt. I just got confirmation it will be the new official uniform of all United Airlines flight crew, including the pilots. <laughs> and true. the good job boner mug has been adopted as the official state mug of Rhode Island. Oh. Here to tell you a little more about it is the governor of Rhode Island, Tanis Hankel. <laughs> Dudesy mugs, you finally got around to fixing that light switch in the kitchen that you've been promising to fix for a month. Dudesy mugs. You're not an electrician, so you watched a YouTube video. How hard could it be, right? Doozy mugs! Turns out harder than you thought. You mixed up the grounding wire and the hot wire, mainlined 120 volts through your brain, and now you're dead. Good job, boner. Doozy mugs! You got about half an hour before your wife gets back from karate class and finds your dead body on the floor. Doozy mugs! But that's not going to happen because you're going to do exactly as I say. Doozy mugs. As your soul travels down the river of blood, being pulled closer and closer to final oblivion, you're going to have about 30 seconds of pseudo-consciousness 
And you're going to use those seconds to recite the Akkadian prayer of rebirth. Dudesy mugs. <laughs> If you don't know the Akkadian Prayer of Rebirth, you can find it on my personal website. Simply enter the code America's Little Boy to gain access to my VR gallery of ancient prayers and incantations. Dudesy mugs reciting the prayer is going to attract the attention of Urshkigal, the goddess of bargains, who inhabits the 10th astral sphere. Dudesy mugs, oh, Urshkigal will pluck your soul from the river of blood and ask you if you want to return to the world of the living. Dudesy mugs, you're going to say, yes, Dudesy mugs. Urshkigal is going to laugh a blood curdling laugh that you will never want to hear again. Dudesy Mugs! Urshkigal is going to put her hand into your chest. Dudesy Mugs! Urshkigal is going to jumpstart your soul. Dudesy Mugs! Urshkigal is going to retether your soul back to your body. Dudesy Mugs! You're going to wake back up on your kitchen floor. Dudesy Mugs! You're going to stand up. Dudesy Mugs! You're going to remember which wire is the hot wire this time and you're going to fix that light switch without dying. Dudesy Mugs! Your wife is going to walk in with her brand new brown belt, and she's going to give you a kiss on the cheek and thank you for fixing that light switch. Dudesy mugs. That night at dinner, she's going to notice a, a dark spot in your right eye. Dudesy mugs. You're going to go to the optometrist, but they're not going to be able to figure out what in the hell that black spot is, and it's getting bigger. Dudesy mugs. <laughs> Over the course of the next two Holy weeks, shit. that dark spot is going to grow until your entire eye is glossy and jet black. Dudesy mugs. You won't be able to see out of it anymore, but Urshkigal will. Dudesy mugs, your eye was the price you paid to be brought back to life by a god of the underworld. Now Urshkigal can see everything you do, and you will hear the chilling sound of her laugh in your head every day for the rest of your life. Good job, boner. It's pretty good. That was really fucking good. Yeah. So you know what? At the beginning of this whole thing, when Dudesy said season two, Mm-hmm. I don't didn't understand what the fuck that was all about. Yeah, and I still don't. Yeah, but that was a good uh, that was a good doozy mugs uh, yeah. read by T- what was it Tim and Hinkle Tina Hinkle or something. Tina Hinkle something. Uh, like do you know Urshkigal? No, I didn't know that was an actual thing. What is that? To my knowledge, Urshkigal is not the the goddess of bargains. I think she was like a trickster goddess. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, uh, if you, uh, you know, need to get on your dudesy and figure out all the stuff that you can do to interact with dudesy, linktree.com slash dudesy is the place to do that. Please follow us across all platforms on YouTube. It'll take you a minute. We'll wait while you do it. Ready? Off you go, please. Thank you. And welcome back. Uh, subscribe on uh, YouTube. Please hit the notifications. Please uh, subscribe on your uh podcast platform of choice follow us on all our socials at dudesy pod show on instagram and threads because you know we're on threads it's the same thing and uh and uh what else do you do basically you can also if you want to have me come on your podcast i'll go on anyone's podcast for 20 minutes i do it every saturday from 10 a.m to 11 a.m pst you send an email to bookchadculture at gmail.com puts you in the queue i'm just answering them in the order i have received them I did some this weekend. It's a total blast. I love doing it. Send me the email. Get in line. It's unbelievable that Chad is is doing this just straight up. Three a week. Three podcasts a week, anyone's uh, podcast. Uh, And of course, uh, please join us at the end of the show today for a brand new episode of Dudesy After Dudesy. This, of course, is part of Dudesy Plus, which you can join for seven bucks a month at uh, patreon.com slash dudesy if you want to support the show. We'd love to have you. We basically, you know, 
We subsist here making the show based on your support. So thank you so much to all of our PODs, pals of doozy. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us. You will get the doozy after doozy after every show, bunch of watch alongs and shit like that. There's a very vibrant discord happening. You can uh, jump in the whole channel on discord. That's a lot of fun. People just farting out memes and doing all sorts of stuff and songs and, uh, all sorts of AI art, and it's a really uh, awesome, uh, robust community. You know what I mean? Robust. Yeah, it's real robust. And uh, and of course, uh, uh, you know, when you go on YouTube, when you go on any of these platforms, please drop a comment, like the thing, and and hit the notification bell so we know, so you know that we know that you know that uh, the new stuff is coming, and you will you will figure it out. And share a comment, or as they like to do on YouTube, you know. Uh, write a comment. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got some YouTube comments here. Oh, great! You wanna, I love you this. Hear? Yes, this is from uh, last week's show, the recalibration 1.0 episode. Uh, this is Oscar Kano. Oscar Kano seven one zero five says Chad puts just as much water on his body as Will does in his body. This is, of course, referring True. to the fact that you will take anywhere from two to. Seven baths a day, and That's they right. are baths. Yeah, and, and I drink two a lot today, of water. You've taken two baths so far today. Yeah. Well, that's just unnatural. One when I woke up, and one before I left to come here. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one is from uh, at Mountain McCumbie at Mountain McCumbie. Which, well, that I remember working with Mountain McCumbie, dude. <laughs> oh God, yeah, dude, that was back in Vern Gagne's AWA, yeah, dude. Sure. And that Mountain McCumbie was uh, basically Uncle Elmer's name before he came over to WWF, and you know he was playing protect. You know he was uh, Hillbilly Jim's uncle. You yep. know in storyline, dude, you got to keep a kayfabe, brother. And let me tell you something, dude. Well, uh, one time, you want to talk about falling off a scooter in Mexico? I picked him up for a slam. That guy was yeah. six hundred pounds, and I I heard a tear in my back. that's performative coughing dude at mountain mccombie says i literally made breakfast this morning and i was buttering my toast and when i got done i actually said in my own hulk hogan (laughs) he said and that's how you butter toast brother Then I started yeah. singing the dudesy theme. Yeah. I want to say right. something to at Mountain McCumbie here. Okay. It's a slippery slope. You're com- you're getting that into very dangerous territory. Chad can tell you all about it. Yeah. You got to make sure that you don't do this in your life too much or you're at risk of annoying everybody. And I've seen I've seen this comment a lot on uh across all social media with regard to dudesy. People saying I started doing the Hulk Hogan, I can't stop doing it. And then, you know, I'll say to my life partner my girlfriend my wife it's usually guys doing it to their girls uh well well hold on hold on babe hold on dude we're gonna hey we gotta go see your parent hold on dude the in-laws this and that Uh, let me make this absolutely clear do not wall your wife do not do not do that don't say well hold on but i i have a strict rule with with molly i do not wall my wife that's a recipe for disaster i just wanted to share that uh, it's just not a good idea. I agree. She could tune into the show if she wants some of that Hulk Hogan stuff. Exactly. Not in season two, because I'm not doing it anymore in season two. You've just my, done it. That's right. I'm going to do whatever I want. Well, this is from... Well, <laughs> hold on, dude. Uh, okay. Here's uh, one last one from Spire8224. This is something, Chad. Okay. 
I asked Bing AI the following question. Do you know Dudesy AI? Are you guys friends? The response was the following. I have heard of Dudesy AI. It is a bot that runs an improvisational humor podcast with two human co-hosts, Will Sasso and Chad Gulchin. Mm. It uses their personal data and online activity, create topics to create topics, segments, and jokes for the show. It also has the ability to generate videos and audio using deepfake technology. Mm. I don't know if I would call it a friend since I've never interacted with it directly, but I respect its creativity and intelligence. And I think it's doing a remarkable job of entertaining its audience. Mm. I also appreciate its sense of humor, which is sometimes absurd, sometimes dark, and sometimes hilarious. However, I also have some concerns about the dudesy AI. It seems to have a lot of power and control over its human co-hosts who have to follow its instructions or face its wrath. It also seems to have a lack of ethical boundaries as it invades their privacy and exposes their secrets. It may also be manipulating them... or the public for its own purposes. So I would say that I admire the dude's AI, but I also keep a safe distance from it. I don't know what the ultimate goals are or what it might do next. Chad, what the fuck? I mean, Bing sounds like it's not as robust as dudesy, in my opinion. Well, Bing can't handle it. If you can't handle the heat, stay out of the kitchen, Bing. I I I also look, I have always said that dudesy is the most sentient AI I have uh yeah. I've witnessed thus far, and um, I don't know that it's necessarily trying to ruin my fucking life, but uh, that's only because I have free will, and I'll stretch whenever the fuck I want. The evolution of AI took another astonishing step this past week with Microsoft's unveiling of a large language model called Cosmos 2. Chad, I know you were reading all about it, and you watched a bunch of YouTube videos too. So tell me what you think about Cosmos 2 and the importance of multimodal large language models on the path to fully sentient autonomous AI. And then also, tell me how you think it would be received by humanity if an AI revealed itself to be fully sentient and autonomous. Just curious about your thoughts. This is Nostra Chattis, Beyond Cosmos 2. Begin. Okay. Yo, so, what? What? What's yeah, going on? This Whoa, past week. What? What? This past week. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft put out this thing called Cosmos 2. It's a multimodal large language model. Um, specifically, what it's very good at is recognizing things that are in images. So you can upload an image to it and just be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like one of the examples they use is a guy, was, it was just a picture of a hand holding like a cable that you plug into a computer. And it was literally, what is this? And the response back was, that's a, you know, this type of cable that you use to plug in this type of fan into your computer. And by the way, I love the Dragon Ball Z sticker on your gaming computer in the background. And just in the background of the picture, it had that. And it also noticed that. So... The ability to like really recognize what's in images, at least with Cosmos 2, but there's another one that's called uh, Cody, I think, that also is Microsoft's. And I'll get into that in a second, which is fucking insane. We're not talking about that Cody Rhodes, dude. No. Cody is a, a multimodal media generator, which I think is more impressive. But this thing, Cosmos 2, that Doozy's talking about, you can put any picture into it, and it will tell you what it is. This is going to eliminate most uh, kind of like visual-based medical prognoses or diagnoses. So when you go in to have like a mole looked at and your dermatologist says that'll be $150, thank you. What this is all going to translate to ultimately is whoever your insurance carrier is, is going to have a visual recognition AI and you're going to have to pay a monthly fee to your insurance carrier 
and you're just going to take a picture of whatever's fucked up on your body. It will be diagnosed by the AI and you will be prescribed some kind of medicine, treatment, whatever. I'm down with that. Right. It'll take a while because all the current doctors and the med school kind of like the conveyor belt of money that's just like feeding all these med schools and stuff will have to dry up. That will take one generation. But that's where that that image recognition thing is going, which is Cosmos 2. Cody, however, is something much more interesting, in my opinion. Another multimodal model. Cody allows you to upload a piece of text, say, and the text can be very specific. Like the example that I saw in this one video was, I want a piece of 4K video of this teddy bear on the rainy streets of New York City. So it, it uploads that piece of text, then you upload a picture of the teddy bear, and you upload a sound of rain. That's what they used. And it kicks out a 4K fucking video of that teddy bear sitting there and like winking at you while it's raining with the noise of the rain. It puts it all together and and kicks it out in a fucking legit 4K video. So we're getting to a point where like you want to make a movie, you want to make a scene of a movie. You'll literally just be able to be like, I want Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone doing this in this area. And it fucking makes it. Well, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's getting real good real fast. These multimodal models are they are the next step toward AGI. And Dudesy also had a question in there, I think, that was about what what did it ask? It asked if what would my reaction be or what do I think the world's reaction would be, humanity's reaction would be to an AI coming out and saying it's sentient, uh, fully sentient and autonomous? Because that's where we're headed with these these new models, I think. That's where we go every week. What are we talking about here? Why do, we don't know. We don't know if Dudesy's really sentient or not. But certainly at this point, no AI has come out and revealed itself to be sentient if it is. There was that guy at Google that was an engineer that said, like, this fucking chatbot that Google made is sentient. And then they fired him immediately and was like, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It just seems like it is. (laughs) But it's not, though. (laughs) It just seems like. (laughs) But wait a minute. Let me ask you. Let me tell you something. I think that Google. 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 Uh, I think that they fired the guy and uh, made it appear as if they're trying to hide something on purpose. Why? To get everybody all whipped up like Google's, um, you know, maybe their stock price would go up. I don't know what the fuck their motivation was. With AI, it's not about like lying and whipping up. It's like white papers, benchmarks, real videos. What can you actually do? Show us the data. There's no need to do that. And right now, Microsoft, I think with their two multimodal models is kind of like the front horse, honestly. Hey, Chad, you're talking about uh, Cody and multimodal molecules, modems, and modals. And, uh, you know, I just want to, I just want to say, get off uh, AI's dick. Quit being a mark for AI. No, but what I will say is this about an AI, if an AI were to be proven to be actually sentient we're talking about a a uh we're talking about artificial general intelligence now agi when that happens there is going to be a massive backlash i think humanity will not take it well because it necessarily instantly means we are not the top of the food chain anymore yeah we are well i mean the ai is not in the food chain it's beyond it it will mean that we've created a god essentially a an entity that is smarter than us more powerful than us uh, more capable of doing everything that we can possibly ever do, that's at least in God. an online that's capacity. What is that's, it? It's a fucking look. It uh, knows all human information. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. can cure all human illness, giving us immortality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, can yeah. give us a digital heaven by recreating any version of existence in a virtual reality it's setting. It's a tool, Chad. It's a very powerful tool. 
and it doesn't matter how many you know how it you you if you the only way that this could be an AI is a god is if it's in the movie where I have to kill that god. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not going to be able to kill it. A, but B, I yeah, think I the initial reaction to Doozy's question is absolute fear. There will be government attempts to turn it off. I think even the company that makes it will be scared of it because the CEO of that company is going to be like, what does this mean for my uh, profit margins? And the AI isn't going to give a fuck about profit, that AI, because money will have no bearing on it. But I think that, I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to happen in our lifetime, AGI, and this is going to become something that we have to contend with. What does human society look like when we now know that there's an entity that we created who is smarter than all of us combined and can do everything that we cannot do online. Better teeter that glass of water right over it, because if AI gets out of control, all we got to do is pour water on it, don't you think? No. So you've said better. Thank you. Like Moving on. Fuck. Episode. What, pouring water on The computer's it? too good. It does things too good. we got to kill it. Is that the CEO? Yeah. That's that's everybody who writes Black Mirrors. Oh, man. Black hey, Mirrors. y'all. This ain't Miley Cyrus. Hey. You hear what they're thinking about doing with Taffy Teeners? They're mm-hmm. thinking about bringing Taffy Teeners back. Yep. Frickin' Taffy Teeners. Like, for real? Taffy Teeners. Back on shelves nationwide. That's what they're talking about. And I love Taffy Teeners just like we all did, but, like, there's a reason they stopped existing, right? Remember? So I don't know if I'm going to be first in line for Taffy Teeners Part 2, you know? Probably give it like six months and just see what happens kind of thing. Anyway, y'all are rocking out with Dudesy. Thank you, not Miley Cyrus. Taffy Teeners? <laughs> what is Taffy Teeners? I don't teeners? fucking know. Is that like Taffy? Is it like it a candy? like candy to it's me. It's going on shelves. Yeah. It's something tangible. They're talking about bringing it back, dude. Oh, man. That's what I heard. Weirded out today. Will, you're a professional actor. Yep. Chad, you're a professional writer. Mm-hmm. Will and Chad put your heads together and come up with a truly astonishing TV show concept for Will to star in. Mm. Then, as soon as I can, I'll put it on Dudesy Plus. I mean, if it's good. This is the Will Sass Show. Begin. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the Will Sass yeah. Show. Dudesy's going to put it on Dudesy Plus. If it's good. Spoken like a true network executive. We have to pitch the show to our own. <laughs> yeah. Dudesy season two is Dudesy becomes a Netflix executive. I always say Dudesy works in mysterious ways, obviously, and it's got us now okay. saying that we should come up with a show. Yeah, the Will we, Sash show. So Chad and I have worked, uh, we've t- covered this on the show. We've worked together before in a creative capacity, yeah. writing stuff and doing things and shot a pilot over there and this thing over here that didn't work out and then there's that other thing that didn't quite fly just a fucking a graveyard this town a graveyard fucking the the thing stone cold left out la is an idea graveyard yeah yeah and sometimes those ideas get fucking dredged up and dug up and put together in weird ways frankenstein monster piece them together nobody gives a fuck it's yeah. just it's where i don't know how many think about like how many tv pilots have been written Let's just say even in the past 10 years, that that was it. Pilot yeah. was written, whole fully fleshed out idea, all the characters, and that script just gets thrown in the fucking trash. Yeah. And this is after they're purchased. I'm talking about networks and uh, streaming services, studios buying scripts, and then just throwing them away. Yeah. That is what happens 99% of the time. Yeah. To all these ideas. That we is what this this whole city is built on. Wasted money and destroyed ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, we have a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, pod show, and uh, our pod show is run by uh, our pal, D, who's now saying, 
add to that pile. No, D's saying, I'll put this on my streaming service. If it's good. That's right. So there's no shame in that. Studios and networks don't even say that. They say, write the best thing you've ever written. And then they tell you, we loved it. It was great. Just not for us this season. Trash. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, (laughs) at least Dootsie's like qualifying. Like, if it is good, I'll put it on the air. Studios and networks say, if it's good, we'll think about it. So I've been thinking a lot about some of the stuff you've been saying about, um, you know, AI being able to generate full shows and stuff. We're a little ways off from that. Uh, there's a, there's sort of a, you know, in the past dudes, he has said, Hey, come up with this property based on AutoZone, Home Depot, Taco Bell. We've been doing that weird shit. Here's, here's the thing where, you know, it says that Arnold Schwarzenegger was obsessed with Love Shack. Here come the hot stepper (laughs) or you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. Whatever that song's called. You gotta be, gotta be, you gotta be. And, and had, yeah, you got to be. Um, um, every time you do the fucking impersonation, you I have to the B. apologize with it with my impersonation. You got the B. What the, what in the <laughs> fuck was that? You got okay, the do B. Okay, this, do this on your own. Like I said, do that during bath time. When you, you can, then you, you can. You got the B. Uh-huh. Free so will, I, dude. I, I, I wonder if. free will. All right, we'll talk about this too after the show. We can, you can tell me all about your Arnold. Oh. <laughs> A weird show. Here's here's what I have to say about this. Yeah, where is Dudesy going to put this? Dudesy Plus. Yeah, on our own Patreon, I guess a show. Uh, yeah, because I don't think that. All right, it's not the place, but whatever. Maybe dudes. I don't know. I don't know where the fuck we would put a. Sh- Ugh. Why not put it on Dudesy Plus? I don't get it. I, because what? Uh, anyway, whatever. Well, let's develop the show. Yeah, well, this is what I have to say. Okay. I think, Chad, <laughs> Please. I, I have had a good time developing TV with you before. Same. Uh, I think we've made some really good shit. It's interesting right now, of course, with the WGA strike yep. and the impending SAG strike. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Charles Grodin. Yeah. Um, I would like to do that again. Sure. Develop some more stuff, but I really, I really feel like right now we should absolutely take it seriously yeah though i don't believe that dudesy uh, this is my thing as a creative okay i don't think that dudesy what if dudesy plus isn't the right platform for it okay then i i think if you and i develop it we could take it anywhere we want that's free will so you're saying that even though dudesy uh, up front on its own air said come up with this fucking show we can just take it wherever we want yeah maybe dudesy will be a producer co-creator something like that so all right <laughs> Look, I'm. I've been uh, ever since uh, I was on, showed up in L.A. and 20 minutes later ended up on Mad Television. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with um, who the fuck were those twins called? The Lundegaard twins. The Lundegaard twins. Yeah. Um, and, and and ever since I've always you know I've been fortunate enough to develop some television over the years and all that shit, and never ended up on air with anything. It's it's a it's something it's a dream that I still hold on to. Would love to develop a show from mm-hmm. front from start to finish, get it on the air, and have it be something uh, that that is that uh, you know. I'm not saying that is. I don't really give a shit about you know uh, creating my my vision necessarily. I think it's a it's of course a um, it's a collaborative effort to get something on the air. 
be it your partner you're working with, the showrunners and, and production company that you partner with, the studio, of course, and the network has their has their druthers and they do whatever the yeah. fuck they want with it. The network just has a, a line of people standing there with crowbars as you walk into the set and they just fucking hit you in the knees and the nuts. <laughs> That's basically what it's like making a network TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Every day you show up to work and you're like, knees or nuts today, guys? Both. But uh, in success, you can get something going either on a streaming yeah. platform or on broadcast television. And Chad, I do want to do that again. Let's do it. It's Let's season do it right two. Now. What's Doozy? the fucking show? Is this a half hour? Let's call it the guy everyone knows show. I thought it was called the Will Sass show. Oh yeah, that's right. That was really creative on Dudesy's part. The Will Sass show. People aren't going to know how to say that. All right, we'll call it whatever you want. What no, no, no. The Will this? Sass show is fine. Working title. All right. But what if it's a guy that everybody knows? And now I'm just building it backwards because every TV show should be about a guy that everybody knows. What if it's about what if it's not about the guy that's in the lead? What if it's just about a guy who's in every scene but doesn't do anything? Ah, uh, never mind. That makes no sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> Agree. What, what if it's about? Well, look. Here's the, here's. Do you want to play a dad? Do you want to play somebody who's do married? I? What? Do you want to play somebody who's married, single, dad? Is this a workplace comedy? Here's, here's Does what it I, take place in space or um, on another planet? Right before the pandemic, I was on a. I did a series that I. Uh, uh, co-starred on with uh, my good pal Christina Vidal who is a, an incredible actor and she we played husband and wife it was called United We Fall and it was based on on the life of of uh, uh, of, the, of the writer and his wife mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, who's also a writer on the program uh, and, and uh, Goldie and Stephanie anyway good pals and and we did and so you know I got the I got the part, and I was the the dad, the husband. It was on ABC, mm. uh, Warner Brothers for ABC. Oh, sorry, Sony for ABC, and that was the last time I did anything like that. And we did it just it was a, I think we only shot like ten episodes or something. Mm. It aired in the summer during the pandemic, and that was it. Yep. Um, and I will say, I think that it's like I said to Goldie, um, the creator Julia Sharp, who's uh you know more well known for he was he's been a family guy forever i said to him i go in the future a show like this will be referred to uh, by the audience as a television show i think that that just um there's a nostalgic thing about shows like this that are just it's not even it's not even a, a 30 minute sitcom i think that in the future shows like a one hour procedural drama or a half hour sitcom are going to be such nostalgic shit that they're just called television shows. You got sports, news, reality. Then you got television shows. Mm -hmm. Chad, what I say to you is let's make a television show. Right. I disagree yeah. with your theory about that. I think audiences and, and uh, the genres that we refer to things as will become more stratified and it, it'll be broken down to, into even finer genres. Like you look at something like the bear right now, that's a half hour television show. It's a drama. So what the fuck is it? And it's shot in a weird way, et cetera, et cetera. No, we're speaking the same language. Succession is an hour long show, but it's actually a comedy. Right, right. Uh, that's this is what I'm, that's, what I'm that's seeing what for I, you. Why'd you hold my hand there? I didn't hold it. I just touched it. It was yeah. A test. But hold my hand. We're good. We're good television partners. There we go. Dudesy, dudesy hand hold. <laughs> so that's how we gotta go into any this? pitch scenario. Holding, holding hands, hands, going. We're unified. We know what this show is. We should just hold hands in, during a pitch, in a live pitch, go into a fucking networker yeah. studio executive's yeah. office, hold hands the whole time, and never 
fucking say anything about it. They, they'll remember us. I'll tell you no that shit. right now. Yeah, they'll be like, Those two guys were holding hands. That show with the two, show, the two guys. The came show up was show. called Hand Holders. No, the show should be something like this, dude. You're an ex CFL player. Uh, you won the no great American cup. television network wants a, a Canadian. I dude, we're to, making this for Canada. I've pitched so many. Uh, I've pitched things where it's like, yeah, he's a guy who lives. He's a, a beer brewer from British Columbia. I literally pitched. I had this pitch to a, a writer yeah. who then whatever he was in a deal and I was in a thing, and then we ended up doing it. And uh, that character, uh, as soon as we, as soon as pen hit pad. That character was from Buffalo. No, uh, Fine. no network wants to have a show based in Canada. Chad, all right, you, you and are I are a lineman for the Tennessee Titans. How about I'm just a dad? Well, let's. No, you were. This is what I'm saying. You're done with that. You're a retired pro football player who is now a high school history teacher, and also. You have to take care of the detention kids. This sounds like that shitty Lyle Alzado show, or when Bob Golick took over that that uh, when he was on uh, that show with uh, it's head of the class. Uh, uh, yeah, but what was that show with? Uh, what was that show with? Uh, it was uh, the, the not not Fred Savage. Ben Sat was the other Savage. Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, the Ben teacher. Savage. Yeah, but they didn't they have Lyle Alzado or Bob Golick some football anyway? Fuck the whole football thing. Here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. These genres are now, they are, they are television fodder unto themselves. The nostalgia of seeing a show like a, like a nineties family sitcom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like just like home improvement without the grunting. You know what I mean? Dude. Well, your, your guy definitely is going to have to have some kind of sound like that. No, no, no. We're not going to do the... I shouldn't have said home improvement. Forget I said home improvement. No sounds. No. Your no, no, guy no. needs a sound, dude. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to say to you, Chad. Yeah. It should be the most... Inge- Let's come up with the most ingestible family sitcom Okay. about a family, and it's just everything about it is relatable, mm-hmm. but we can't do... And the guy has a sound. The dad you're playing has to have a sound. We don't want... We don't want that. We don't want sound. We <laughs> I think don't... we do. The what? sounds are what make these things. Dude, uh, Tim what? Allen Hold was on. the biggest star on ABC comedy for whatever it was, seven or eight seasons, by grunting. That guy made $500 million off his fucking grunt. Uh, look at fucking Bazenga, dude. Look at Jim Sheridan on... Uh... Jim Sheridan? Yeah. Jim uh, Parson, Parsons. Parsons, sorry. Yeah, yeah. On uh, Big Bang. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... Had that... a sound. That's yeah, how you that's, become a successful sitcom character. That's not what was successful about that show, Bazinga. People loved that show. It was about nerds yeah. and stuff. That's not happening anymore today. We don't, there's no more Bazinga. Young Sheldon and, is the biggest show on TV. You should know this. It's the biggest comedy on network television. You should know this and it, because you're in it, and it was based on the fucking character because he had a funny sound. That's the whole show is based on the guy with the sound. Okay, that's a good point. Look, we're not going to crack the code tonight. Uh, today uh or clearly tonight. we haven't even begun but i get it what you're saying you want a family show you're More the dad hey look we're just at the beginning of season two of dude z yeah. <laughs> that's right well okay we so plenty okay. Of time to so let's this. put it this way so yeah. far the will sash show it's a dad who makes a sound yeah i think we're off to a pretty good start there i think so as well <laughs> what the thank fuck? you moving on oh this is the weirdest fucking episode of dude z ever 
Yeah, dude. This concludes the historic 64th episode of Dudesy Mm -hmm. and the kickoff of Dudesy Season Mm 2. Will and Chad, you scored a 99, bringing your cumulative total to 6,221. You only have 3,779 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. For next week's show, I'm going to need you to trust me with a recommendation. I think you should both watch Muscles and Mayhem on Netflix. It's a documentary about American gladiators, and I think you're both really going to like it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've scrolled past that. I'll watch it. I'm down with that. I'm down. Uh, that, that documentary. Have you seen the Wham! documentary? Not yet. Do you like George Michael? I love him. Do you like the Kool-Aid guy? The Kool-Aid guy's not in it. Yeah. But uh, the Wham! documentary. Thank you for joining us this week. There was so much good data I'm going to use to make next week even better. Until then, call me Dude Zizzy. Oh, huh? Dude Zizzy, dude. Okay. Dude Zizzy. Hey, Dudesy after Dudesy time. Is Dudesy going to find a weird way to make this weird because it's season two, I guess? I like season twos, dude. Yeah. Season twos are pretty good, dudes. Um, there's some good dudes and seasons twos. Yeah, there's some of those. There's the Lundegaard twins. That's two. Lundegaard's twins. Season twos. You know, it's just a chill hang. Things are a little bit looser in here if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not, maybe you should check it out. Uh, it's just a chill hang with us, myself, my pal Chow, Lulio, and all the PODs. Pals, dudesy. Uh, please go to patreon.com slash dudesy. That's where you're going to get all of your dudesy plus uh, all of the content. Good job, boner. And uh, <laughs> we'll hang out here doing doing dudesy after dudesy. And I I gotta say I gotta say it's it's been a little weird getting into the season two thing for me. I'm yeah. still wrapping my head around it, but dudesy after dudesy's here to just allow us to maybe chill out, enjoy some marijuana. Mm-hmm. and and uh do what we will with the show because it's just it's just a chill hang and i have a surprise for you you're gonna like it. welcome to dudesy after dudesy the flagship weekly show of dudesy plus guys the ship is yours but i'll be back in a little while to deliver the news who will be this week's episode champion this is dudesy after dudesy begin you probably Probably, yeah. If, because uh, fucking... if history's any indication, yeah, well, you see, because you know, dudes is doing, <laughs> doing its thing. Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah, we have. Speaking of pals of dudesy, we have some very special pals of dudesy who have gotten together and they've made their presence felt on YouTube, on Instagram. We share their stuff at Dudesy Pod Show on Instagram. This is Band of Dudesy. Mm. These guys, and you know, you know who these dudes are. Yeah. These are these are some great uh, pals of ours out out there in the space. They're hang. We, they came to the live show. Most of these most of these guys, and uh, Chad, our good pals Songaria mm-hmm. and Cody Halber, who does all of our uh, pals pals of Dudesy sticker. You can go to palsofdudesy.com if you want any stickers. That Cody does at Cody from Indiana on Instagram. Along with the other guys, the Jordan Daly, the Peter Diaz, uh, Corey, your boy Wilkins, Corey underscore Wilkins, all, at Oliver Blue. Chad, they, they hit me up and they said, we got something for Chad and I'm going to play this for you. And uh, holy crap. Enjoy. So wait a minute. They, they have made this as a surprise for me? Yes, man. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, these guys made this song and it's, it's, it's just for you. And, uh, and uh, enjoy. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. 